Hello and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I am your host, Alex Whiteley, and the Biscuiteer joining us today. Uh, we're slowly climatising him to our way of things, and that's Max Brown. How's it going, Max? Hello, Alex. Very well, thank you. Yeah, how's things with you? Good. Uh, you kind of scared me to death earlier. Uh, we bumped into each other in Bellevue. Uh, you're on, yeah. on your bike. I just taken, <laughs> I just taken Timmy to uh, to school, and uh, you're on your bike, and we stopped and had a chat. And I was like, "Is Max okay?" I was thinking to him, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to be rude. But I was like, "Is Max okay? He's looking, he's looking rather yellow. Is he a bit jaundiced?" Like <laughs> <laughs> Explain, Max. What is going on with that? What is that? So I've uh, I've got into taking turmeric like as a drink in a big way instead of coffee. Um, coffee wasn't serving me any good whatsoever. So I started doing a bit of researching. Oh, turmeric gives you energy, pokes you up. So I got into that, um, and then researching a little bit more, I found out it's really good for skincare. So last night, a bit of a random thing. I had a bath with turmeric in in, in the bath. It was really good. I'll be honest. It's great, but you have I, to you have to wear like a nature sketch around your your neck or something yeah. to be like, I'm okay, I'm fine, absolutely fine. <laughs> I like that idea. Um, joining us today are the creators of a book that I think is genius. I love this book so much. Okay, I've got to explain. It's going to sound kind of rude, but it's it's not meant in that way. Um, when we get authors or people that have created things on the show, you got to read the book. You got you got to get you got to get know what you're talking about. And sometimes, sometimes it can feel like homework. Okay, that's no disrespect to the people that make things, but it's like I've got to do this for the show. I have to say, I started reading this book, and I immediately got filled with joy. <laughs> I mean, this book is the most. I had so much fun with it. I'm probably blown it out of proportion, but not to me. Not at the moment. With everything that's going on. I feel like uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I like to introduce Isabel, uh, Anthony Titley, and um, Potato. He's written his name down as. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Shoes for Biscuit, guys. Hi. Hey, nice hi. 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 Um, it's Michael, by the way, not Potato. Yeah, we'll, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll adjust that. It's, it's down as uh, Potato. So we got Michael. Um, guys, how have you been? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's been all right. Busy, <laughs> I imagine. And uh, what is it like uh, working on a? How long has this book been out, Anthony? Oh God, that's a very good question. I should know by now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we released this one on um, May fifteenth. So what? Looking coming up on two months now. Coming up a on month. one month. <laughs> oh my God, I've completely lost track of time. <laughs> that's understandable uh everybody's Completely. been kind of trapped in their own little uh personal prisons or abodes whatever you want to call it um <laughs> uh, I've, I've i've been working throughout the whole thing um but i i've i've found myself two weeks off work which is amazing but i don't want to be trapped in a house like everybody else has been in the whole planet so i'm gonna be in the studio making things um what was it like um working so hard on this this what I imagine is it's written with a lot of passion and a lot of love this book and then releasing it at a time that just it just it, it like the lockdown is so unique and it's so different what was it like for you guys was it panic was it um I, for, well I, I led most of it when it came to writing and I, it, it wasn't difficult at all really it kind of felt like I had a like a holiday and I was just spending my time doing something I wanted to do um, and we actually got it finished really quickly. We started writing actually before lockdown because I took a holiday. I took a week off because like, I'm going to do this. We're going to work on this and we're going to do something. And then about a week after my holiday ended, I was on furlough from my job. So I was like, well, now's the perfect time to just keep working on this. And I don't, I think it probably took us about maybe six full weeks of writing before we were happy with the first draft. Wow, that's mightily impressive. Yeah, I think so. Um, Me and uh, he had to completely rewrite it. So, yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> oh my god! First Stop of all, the whole wow. thing. just sections. <laughs> we, we, we need to get the name <laughs> of the book fast out there. Sections. Um, the the name of the book is, is Game of Gnomes. Gnome was the. No, I always get it wrong. <laughs> gnome gnome Comancer. No, the Necronomicon. No, 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 no,
it is a bit of a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. And it's a story about about three gnomes um, that are going on an adventure. Uh, prolific thieves. Uh, they want to go to. Which, by the way, I've written down everything that made me laugh. I'm not going to spoil the book uh, because that wouldn't be very kind of me. But I've I've written down everything that made me laugh. Every oh, wow. moment that made me like proper out loud chuckle, and I've written it down here. That's how good this book is. There's a whole page there full of things. Um, I was going to say, it'd be really awkward if there was nothing on that list. Yeah. <laughs> this is Two what you did to me. <laughs> in, in the current climate right now, um, whether it's uh, to do with coronavirus, the racial tension, politics, whatever's going on, mental health even, you know, uh, th- the world seems to be, especially on social media, seems to be a very negative place whether you're one side of the fence or the other. Uh, and I, I picked up this book right when I'd had a really tough weekend. I don't want to go into it, but Max will know. Um, had a really tough weekend, picked up this book, and it just, it just everything was gone for that whole... I read the whole thing in a night, okay? I mean, the whole thing in a night, and I, everything was gone for a few hours. Um, uh, so I want to say thank you, you know, for giving me that. Very welcome. That's such a beautiful thing. Mm, it is really nice so what are your guys roles then there's three of you here um if we go around the room starting with isabel um talk about what you do and what you contribute to the book uh so i am sort of lead on operations so uh my job was to uh find our very talented illustrator to do our uh front cover um sort of look up all the various um systems and stores we could put the book on when it was ready so we could sort of get it to everybody who wanted it no matter whether they preferred kindle or they prefer kobo just have those options available so this good book could get into as many hands as possible fantastic and 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 Izzy's also very much in charge of the next stage for the book as well yes um, which would be <laughs> we're, we're hoping to get it into a physical copy within the year at least and um she's making that happen which is great wow fantastic anthony Uh, that's a very good question i struggle to define it sometimes um (laughs) (laughs) no i i basically look after making sure that you know we get onto things like this so that we can talk about the book because obviously everyone thinks their creation is great but i think we've made something at the right time as you were saying earlier I, i think it's it's a good not necessarily escape, but it's a good little distraction. It's a, it's something fun, something enjoyable, kind of lifts you up a little bit, especially with everything going on at the moment. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Michael, and you say you are the, the, the writing talent, right? Most of the writing talent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wrote it, and uh, the others gave a lot of feedback on it as well. Yeah. Um, we put it in quite a few people's hands, actually, to try and get as much feedback as we could. Um yeah, uh, and that's uh, essentially it. And, and you, it's 170 pages long, the book. Um, and how long did you say you took to write? You took it took you to write it uh, about six weeks. What? That's unbelievable. And the reason I say it's unbelievable is because, like, okay, to explain this book, it's as if Shrek had a baby with Rick and Morty. It's like <laughs> there was, that's there, exactly how you described it to me. <laughs> What a compliment. <laughs> you said you weren't going to have any spoilers. <laughs> no, but this is the premise, right? This is like, this is what. There are so many intricate, beautiful little details. And to say you wrote this book in six weeks just blows my mind. Um, was this already a preconceived idea that you had in your head and you were just like, okay, well, the, 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 the breadcrumbs are already there. Let's just write it out. Um, th- not quite. So it was actually kind of based on. So. Um, Anthony and Izzy and I and a few other people do a games night every week, or more or less. Nice. Um, and we've probably done that for maybe four or maybe more than four years now, actually. And it was based on a little game that we played together, that we made together, uh, prob- probably about four, three or four years ago now as well. Um, you guys as a team who used to play the game together then decided to write this book together? Well, it was um, myself and Anthony and then two other friends. Uh-huh. Um, and we thought, oh, well, probably I think about a year ago, we thought, well, we could, we've got recordings of it and we can turn it into a book. And then in the end, it 
ended up nothing like what the the game actually <laughs> was. But it was inspired by that yes. silly yes. element that we played together, and we just wanted to capture that that fun, light-hearted adult humor that friends have on a Friday night kind of thing. The reason I love this story is because, you know, there are many stories where mama's always gone, you're never going to get anything from playing games, all those silly games. Well, look what's <laughs> happened. You know, you've created this amazing <laughs> thing. Um, and you wrote it in six weeks. I can't believe it. I really, I'm, I'm awestruck um, because it's fantastic. Um, uh, wow. I mean, I've, the reason why I, I, I'm, I'm awestruck about it is I have a book in my head. I've, I've, I believe I've got, I think every person who's got some sort of story in their head believes they've got a million pound idea, right? I just, I can't, I can write, I'm good at writing, I, you know, I, 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 but I, I don't have the energy to sit and write this story. I started, I got through a, t- a chapter and I was like, this is hard work. That was years ago, and this story in my it's, there's a there's a synopsis rolled up in 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 storage actually at the moment, but it usually goes in my underwear drawer. Um, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> um, so as as three working together on this one project, um, you guys have got your roles. Um, how how well did you work together from the beginning? Did you gel well? I guess you you've been playing games for a while. You know each other's strengths. Uh, did it work well from the beginning? I think so. Yeah. Um, but obviously there were sort of disagreements about certain areas, you know, we should go this way, we should do this. Um, but overall, I think we've been on the same page for, for most of the time, which has been a good, uh, something, something good to have. Um, especially as we sort of, we outlined in the beginning, you know, if we have disagreements, this is how we're going to solve them. So we haven't kind of rushed into a big argument. We've kind of known what the process for lack of a better word is, um, so yeah, we've kind of just taken what we were enjoying anyway and just made it into something that other people can enjoy. Yeah, and if if one of you would, uh, I guess Michael would probably be the best idea, if you could um, s- like kind of summarize your book in a few sort of paragraphs, what would you say? How would you sell your book to people? What is it? Um, we're trying to make fantasy take itself less seriously. That's what I would say. Cool, I'm good. Uh, mm. um, we want we wanted to make something like you said that that can help people to not quite escape but just make make people laugh make people have fun um like a fairy tale for adults Yes, yes, perfect. I was got the way I've been describing this because we're gonna we're gonna do a show with you on Yusuk as well. The other show that I do, um, and a lot of my American listeners and the people that are joining with us, I'm sending them like pictures of this book. I'm like, buy this book, read it, uh, because we're gonna be getting some. We'll do questions, but the way I described it was is a is a, a a story for children, but for adults. A children's story for adults. That's the way I put it. Yeah. Uh, because, it, yes, it, there's a lot of language. There's quite a bit of gore as well. Um, but it's it's written in a, a fairy tale kind of children's style. And I love that. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, we've had to be quite careful. Because when you say it's a, um, it's a fantasy book with adult themes, people, when you hear the word adult, yeah. people <laughs> jump to a particular thing straight away. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna. I want to. I want to spoil a bit. A bit at the beginning of that the first thing that made me howl. Um, okay, so I'm gonna give the names away of the. Uh, can I give the names away of the gnomes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, sure. Um, uh, so you've got Gassy, Borty, and Turdlet. Okay, gnomes are named after their rear ends because that's the first thing that pops out the ground. I think that's fantastic. I think it's brilliant. But um, Gassy's been cooped up in his in his in his um, his escape his his house up on the hills, um, away from everybody else. And um, it's uh, Borty turns up at his door. Um, and because Gassy's been alone with nothing but um, old erotic novels um, <laughs> and nobody else around him, he thinks he sees a glamorous woman with hair waving over her face with a, a great rear end. And, you know, he's, get, he's like, wow, it's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And then Borty's like, it's a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, oh my god! And it even explains that he's uh, he's, he's detached himself away from um, uh, the the female uh, attractive females just being human. It's just if it's attractive, it's attractive, right? I thought that was so clever, so clever. So well done. Yeah, we um, we actually put that exit on Reddit um, for a uh, little sub called "Men Writing Women." Uh-huh. 
um, got a very good response because most of the time on there, it's you'd hear something like that and it would be, oh, that's so cringy. You know, how could somebody write like that? And I think a lot of them weren't expe- expecting that uh, that turn at the end. So yeah, I think a lot of I, the um, a lot of the comments we got were. Uh, that wasn't going where I thought it was going to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to give that away, but I mean, it's it just explains kind of where it goes because these gnomes are confused little guys, right? I mean, they all have their strengths and weaknesses and the, their weaknesses are very much their weaknesses, right? I mean, um, what was it like taking um, original concepts or mythical ideas and ideologies and things and then turning them into something original was that dangerous for you guys did it feel like oh i'm stepping on people's toes we like just just run with it uh, uh, I'll, I'll answer that um yes it was there was multiple times where we were like are we allowed to do this is this <laughs> we could get in trouble I think that means this. you're onto something though when you think like that <laughs> yeah Certainly. but um there's there's quite a few references as well in there to pop culture if yes. you've noticed any of them well um, um they go to crimicon which is comic con for criminals <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's fantastic um uh there's rolling the rolling gnome magazine i thought that was mm-hmm. great i'm not going to read them all out because it's not fair but what i loved about the story was the banter between the three of them um constant just bickering but in that kind of um you know that brotherhood kind of way you know i love that so much um, yeah, and I think that was yeah. I think Sorry, we were ideal for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what we have as our friendship group. Really, just as <laughs> a pretty British standard is to um, bicker between each other. Yeah, uh, but that was something that was actually really important to me was getting the characters to um, to have some conflict within the group, but still not still get on with each other to some degree. Um. Yeah. If if um if someone was to walk to you up on the street now, and they would say under or as ah without an ah, what would you do? Well, we would have to beat them. I think that's the only sensible thing we can do. <laughs> it's really, a logical response. Really, <laughs> we would ask them to stay two meters away <laughs> <laughs> and hit them with a long stick, um, a barge pole. If you want to, if you want to know what I'm on about, you have to read the book because I am not spoiling that one. That's one of the most glorious parts of the book. Um, uh, Max, have you got any uh, any questions you want to add? Um, about the well, I, feel, I feel like it's important for me to ask um, what advice have you got for anyone who wants to write books or get into that world yes if please anything. I need the advice I've got a book in here I need to get it out absolutely <laughs> uh, I think the advice for myself would be have two friends that pressure you into doing it within six weeks <laughs> I love that okay. and also offer to edit for you yeah sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, that's the most fundamental two bits of advice yeah, I, to be to be fair, that's pretty much. It's not the best advice to the world, but it's the truest <laughs> advice, which is just find the right motivation. Find sure. even if it is pressure from two people. That's um, a good thing, though, to have just, that, that, that kind of friendship. Yeah, because all you need is the motivation to write, and then you'll just write. And that's uh-huh. if it's there, it's there. And if it's not, then uh, just research some stuff, look up some theories. Sure. I, I actually spent. As I was writing this alongside, I was watching a lot of videos and reading a lot about um, a lot of different kind of writing theories and things like that. And I've actually got a bit of a background in film and things like that. Um, and, it, you know, I, I would say I probably consume more TV and film than I would uh, books. Yeah. And it's uh, I took a lot of film theory and things when I was writing as well. And okay. that all, all just sews into the book. And I guess that really helps with writer's block. You can yeah. just come back to kind of a, a score in your mind and just play it through. Yeah. Ah, the way we, we wrote this book, um, we just wrote three scenes. Uh, you just start, start off with three scenes. Right. And then we stitched it together from there. Okay. I've got to be honest, I haven't actually read the book, but now that after speaking to you guys and hearing all these these wonderful things, I can't not... It's going to be uh, well, my to-do list for the, sure. The, the problem we had was is Max has only been part of the team literally a week. Uh, and I messaged, uh, I messaged the team, has anybody read the book yet? And everybody's been super busy. Like, it's crazy. Like, so Didi's working extra hard. Julie's fixing up a house. Shane's working as well from home. And he's got a baby. Max has just joined the team. So I was like, uh, we've got these guys coming on 
tomorrow. Uh, is there any chance you can like quickly read the book? And he's like, uh, no, probably not. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, I didn't give you enough time, so that that that's where that's come from. Um, but yeah, it was. It, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, were you guys worried uh, uh, that uh, G- uh, George R. R. Martin might come after you? <laughs> Uh, I think we'd honestly be pleased just to be on his radar yeah. more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think when a lot of people um, heard the title for the first time, they assumed it was going to be just like a direct parody. Yeah, I yeah. thought that as well. Yeah, which can be good, but um, most of the time it, it can feel a bit forced when you're doing a parody like that. So I yeah. think we just kind of wanted to get across the world it was in and then tell our own story. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a hard parody. It is. It has parody elements, but it's definitely not, you know, a one-to-one parody that you can often see. Yeah, yeah. I think parody elements to any any uh, comical story is always a good thing. Mm. Always, in my in my opinion. Talk us through, uh, Michael. Talk us through the rewrites. What happened there? Um, they were mainly big chunks that I just wasn't happy with, mm-hmm. or maybe the others weren't happy with i think the end was the biggest rewrite um the last chapter and a half and the epilogue um i completely rewrote it was a completely different scene the last scene um i still i still think i probably would rewrite it if i had the opportunity to do it again um just because that's how how i always am i always want to make it better but before the last scene wasn't oh i won't i won't spoil it but yeah um, we rewrote that. I've got to. I've got to say that it didn't end the way I thought it was going to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to spill anything, but I thought it was going to be completely. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there was there, there was a part to it towards the end. I'm not going to spoil it. I promise you. But there was a point, point towards the end where I thought, "Oh, it's going to go in that direction," and then it completely threw me off, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool though. <laughs> I, I, okay, I appreciate that. That's that's, that's fine." Um, the references how do you come up with so many like like pop culture historical mythical re- references and make them hilarious how do you come up with this do you workshop these ideas i think I it's just know. the nature of as michael said the amount of film and tv he consumes yeah. but also the amount that me and izzy consume as well yeah um there's just so many references off the top of our head and, and when we do play these sure. games nights we often include those references in yeah yeah it's probably just experience mainly because <laughs> i'll write a lot of the little games that we've played um and a lot of that comes from improvising and over years of experience you just sort of develop that connection with um, pop culture and stuff like that and you can sew it into to the tiniest little things for a quick laugh <laughs> yeah i i like it but i mean that I, I i don't i, I can't I'm, I'm just you guys are so casual about this but it's i, I can't <laughs> express enough there is a something called um uh, a plant egg in it and it's it's not an eggplant it's a plant egg it's a long egg <laughs> and i was just like that's genius like that's, that's why has nobody done that before and like <laughs> If this kind of um, this kind of creative uh, juice comes out of you just so naturally and so casually, um, I'm sure um, you've got lots lots of, of of work to do with making sequels and things, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I actually started working on a sequel this week. Um, we've started so, on know. the planning phase for it, so we'll see. Maybe in, few in, weeks in five to six weeks' time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> look out for it. I guess. <laughs> So you really so inspiring you guys have done this with literally three of you, six weeks of time, and you've got a book. Wow. I yeah. think what probably took the longest was actually getting the full kind of company side of things set up as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, the... So that's included in the six weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what was the process there. of that. Oh, very long. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of you you'll like it yeah. it'll seem very simple. It'll be like put this thing uh, or do this paperwork with this phrasing. And then you read the phrasing. You're like, I don't understand none of these words. <laughs> it's a I, lot of legal jargon. Yeah. yeah I right. spent five weeks Googling. See wow. the trick with, with that is, <laughs> the trick with that is just, um, just get two other people to do it for you. Okay, always. <laughs> so you can do the fun stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There was a few times I did feel quite sorry for Anthony. Cause I would have spent the day sort of like, 
contacting like artists and looking at their work and generally having a lovely time looking at beautiful images and drinking tea (laughs) and then I'd sort of look over at the other computer and Anthony would be there like hair everywhere and just like so many tabs open (laughs) so you've got especially hair at the moment I haven't had a haircut for like six weeks (laughs) well I don't need to. I don't need to bother. Um, I've got no hair. <laughs> but I can, I can, so you guys, you guys, you guys, okay, I've worked this out now. You guys are just cool. You're just cool as hell because I'm like, I'm like, okay, this this book's a genius, okay? Uh, and you're, you're like, yeah, we bashed it out in six weeks. It's fine. But behind the behind the scenes, you've got Anthony typing away on his laptop. I can't find the answers. Google, Google, Google. You got internet. Uh, so Isabel lying on the sofa looking at pretty little pictures, and and then you've got Michael rewriting the the end over and over and over again, uh, going insane. So like, you guys are just really. You guys are just really good. Uh, really good at playing it off as cool. I like that though. It's good. <laughs> Am I correct? Thank you very much. But yeah, I think, I think we're all um, we're all pretty creative anyway. So I've always sort of been into music. Izzy's done a lot of drawing, and that's why we kind of got her to to find the illustrator as well. And then Michael, obviously, is a fantastic writer. He is. I, yeah, absolutely. I, I think we we all had the same vision as well. To to be honest, uh, like the cover is a good example. Is that we all. Well, actually, Anthony had a bit of a different idea, but myself and Izzy had a had about the same idea of what we wanted for the cover, and um, she got a bit annoyed with me turning down artists, saying, "No, that's not right." But we found, I think, we found the perfect one, and I, I don't, I think our cover's a really good example of how we just all pull together and end up with the same result. Would you like to give the artist a shout out? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, her name is Carrie Coper. Um, she is on Behance, Instagram and Facebook. Um, she is an amazing professional. Her artwork is fantastic. Um, she was really clear the entire time. Um, more than happy to accommodate our sort of weirder ideas for the cover <laughs> um, and suggest plenty of her own. I think you. So inca- it's important. Yeah, I think so. I think when you when you all agree with something, it is important because you don't want yeah. someone to be like, oh, it's always going to niggle you when you see it, and you know when you get the when you do get the physical copies out when you see it. Um, but yeah, the picture encapsulates the fairy tale story in a, in a great way um, because it's 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 got it's got the round nose. It's, you know, it's, it's it looks like a t- fairy tale story, um, but then that that you know they're robbing things so it looks like it, that's that's what yeah i love it i can't, when i when i find something that i really enjoy i find it hard to 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 put into words how much i like it if that makes sense um because, <laughs> because i get i get overwhelmed with it um so you you released it it's been out over a, about, about a month now um what's the feedback been like has it has it been like flying off the shelves have you had like lots of comments written about it it's been great we've had um a couple of reviews come through Amazon and, and sort of Goodreads and things like that. And anyone we've spoken to has been, uh, has been very positive about it uh, in the same way you have, like yeah. <laughs> honestly wasn't expecting. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, for, for us, honestly, the, the biggest problem is we want to, we want to hear from the people we don't know. Cause we, we hear from our friends and family and say, Oh yeah, I like it. It's really fun. But we want to hear from the people across the pond or, you know, just, any old random person um and i I think we got our first um official non-friend review only like a week ago or something and it was a five star and we were like oh that's very satisfying yes well like yourself like somebody we hadn't really met before um read the book and absolutely loved it like that honestly makes us so happy (laughs) yeah um that's exactly what we wanted the book to do so thank you i I can't explain enough like I mean, I've got um, I've got a guest coming on my other show on Saturday. Uh, she's an author, but she's also say if uh, the CW want to buy a character off Warner Brothers, okay, to to, to put on a TV show. Uh, they they the person that facilitates that, um, it, the in between the middle guy. That's who the guest is is coming on my show. I've had to read her books, which are really informative. They really are. Like she she's writing about how to cope with crisis because of the COVID nineteen thing, uh, and uh, she's she she blew my mind because 
um, she made me realize that the reason why everybody's so upset during the lockdown and why things are so weird is because everybody's grieving for the loss of the world. And I was just like, that makes so much sense. Like, we can't go out and do things normally. So people are, are treating it like, you know, a death. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed that. But it was like, I had to do that. I enjoyed it. I learned a lot from it, but I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh and forget about all my problems. This book did. And that's the difference. <laughs> You know? Well, that was a book about COVID by the sounds of it. So it's quite hard to forget about the problems. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it was, she was coming from a, this is how you can cope with it. It was kind of like, it, was, it, was, yeah. it wasn't like a, we're all going to die. It was, a kind of, <laughs> it was like, this is, this is the steps to do it. Um, this is the solution. This is the yeah. solution, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. like a self-help book, I guess. Well, um, our, my solution to COVID, well, the, the trick is, see, you've got, your life has to just not change at all. Uh, because before okay. COVID, I pretty much did what I'm doing now anyway. So, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I I used to be a bit of an introvert. I did. I, I I I suffer a little bit from social anxiety. Say it on the show all the time, but it's because I'm transparent, right? Um, and the, the the biscuit kind of challenged me to go out a bit more to push myself into those situations mm. and i felt myself like changing into this real social creature I'd be like oh there's something going on in the quarry let's go and have a look and let's go and stick a microphone in strangers faces like me and max <laughs> yeah. we, we met up in the quarry at the weekend to the black lives matter thing and he was like oh, you got a microphone on you i was like yeah and he's like we should interview people and i was like no <laughs> that's how i am right so I'm, yeah. i find myself transformed into this new social being and then all of a sudden when i'm start building up my confidence i'm told you can't do that anymore and i was like what <laughs> it was just a weird thing um I, th I, I think we're finding the same kind of thing with the book and the company as well because we are seeing all these conventions and things we'd love to go to but before i'd never really considered going to a convention and now I really want to go out there and like shove the book in people's faces when we get a <laughs> copy and just like buy this, look at it, it's fun. Um, but we can't really do that, which is quite upsetting. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a shame. Uh, there's lots of virtual like cons being put together, and stuff, yeah, but it's yeah. not the same. You know, you can't walk around, look at the stalls, uh, meet new people, you know, get the pictures of the celebrities, smell the B.O. You can't do that when you're on. Uh, I'm joking. All the good things. All the good <laughs> things. That look like come I, th from I think all three of us take at least one of those boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you had any negative feedback that you relished, that you enjoyed? Is there anything that somebody said to you like and you've made, made you think, ah, actually, that's not a bad idea? Um. Uh. What, sorry. Do you mean um suggestions or like? Yeah, just like suggestions. Why didn't you do it like this? Or why? You know, why can't you take? You know, is there anything that somebody I, said, or even what that like, you thought yourself that you could probably do better next time? I don't think you could. I think it's perfect. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I could pick a, a million different things in the book where I'm like, oh, I could have done this better. Like, wow. I could. Um, Michael is his own harshest critic, though. Yeah, I'm so cruel sure. to myself. <laughs> but. When we did the um, the little test reading and handed it out to our friends, they gave some really great feedback, which ended up mostly ended up in the book. Um, a shout out to Jamie for <laughs> Jamie Rushworth. Oh yeah, he provided most of the I guess you could call it negative but constructive feedback. Yeah, yeah he would kind of be like, "It's great, but here's the thing," and then like list off a bunch of things that aren't yeah. really working. It's always really helpful. I think something that comes across i don't think this is too spoilery is um turd lit sometimes feels like he's really bullying gassy and there's no there's no there's no love there at all yeah and and the original version that's like he, it just seems like he hates him and he hate, he doesn't want him there and so it, it it was a lot of work trying to add in a little bit of subtext and a little bit of um turnarounds showing that he does in fact care to some degree about gassy yeah, I, I love the dynamic between them, all of them, all of them, because, um, you know, the, the story usually starts off with the hero, doesn't it? You know, where, where you know, uh, the, the, the leader, the leader of the team. But in fact, you get introduced as the leader gets introduced as like a secondary character, if you like. He's the one knocking on the door like, yeah, we're going to do this mm -hmm. thing. Um, but I love the dynamic between them because he, even even um, Borty questions himself from time to time and I, I love that and as a leader as someone that's not not as arrogant as to go heads on to do things if you can question your actions and be like actually uh what did i do there you know that's that's kind of cool it's, it's natural um 
I think I, another thing from the uh, yeah. first versions of the books that we had to address was that, um, like you said, Borty kind of is the leader, but he wasn't supposed to be the main character for this book. So it was hard to find that balance of him kind of leading them yeah. through without encompassing the entire sort of story. Yeah, I mean, they are sort of an ensemble cast, but this this book isn't isn't Borty's story no. so much. Um and that yeah, that was definitely something we struggled with as well. It's a- uh, but I've 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 always really liked stories that um that focus on the the person in the background. You know, like Star Wars is told from the point of view from C three PO and R two D two and it follows them across all the movies. And I thought that's a really fun idea. They're not the heroes of the story, they're just the comedic relief, they're the mess. They're the, they make a lot of mistakes and I always liked the idea of telling the story from their point of view, from the the people that aren't making all the, you know, they might make more yeah. of a mess than they're, than they're doing, than they're helping. Like observing the hero's journey, commenting and narrating as yeah. the hero goes through. But I like, I've always liked from the villain's point of view as well. And these, these boys aren't quite villains, but they're not quite heroes. They're, um, they're just people going about their day doing what they can. <laughs> Everybody, like, it's a, it's a quest, right? And, and, like, to explain what's going on with this book, Crimicon comes up with a Crima competition, and everybody that's in the room gets given the same task, and it's the first one to complete the task wins, right? So, in, essentially, everybody that is taking part in this is both a villain and a hero at the same time because they've all got the same goal so even your free the free gnomes in the story they're doing despicable things at times but so is everybody else around them and that's what i love about it. it's chaos but beautifully told <laughs> i love as well is your um is how you describe uh the environment around them you know um when uh, when they're rushing through the town to try and find the third gnome, uh, and then yeah, <laughs> the the uh, the baby scene. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is my favourite. That is my absolute favourite. Yeah, uh, one of the gnomes. Uh, yeah, I won't spoil it, but there is a, a, a very funny, very gruesome baby story. And <laughs> from the time they get from A to B, so much. So much happens to Gassy <laughs> that I'm just like, how from from like A to B for a town does so much chaos happen? But brilliantly told. Um, uh, what I was going to ask was, okay, it's probably super ambitious to say, but with things how they are right now, and and how the dynamics of things like Netflix work. Say we've got a head in the clouds right now, and Netflix are like, "I love this idea, man. We need to make it. We need to make it. We're going to give you six shows. Uh, we're going to run this thing." Um, have you ever thought about who you would get to play each uh, Gassy, Borty, Turdlet, and Breezy? Have you ever thought about that? Not fully, but off the top of my head, I know for a fact that I think it would be hilarious to get people like you know Henry Cavill, people big serious <laughs> actors who are re- really actually physically big people Desperately try and display people. and handsome people <laughs> to ugly them up and display these little gnomes. I just imagined Danny DeVito playing all three roles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's an actor. There's an actor that looks like a, a mini Ralph Garman. I don't know if you know who Ralph Garman is, but like um, he he was in. He's a comedian, and I can have never. I think he'd have made a great note. But I've written down what I would like to see because <laughs> you guys created. You just made the book. I don't. I don't care. I'm, I, this is what. This is my vision. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of the movie Superbad. Um, I think Judd Apatow is great. They never made a sequel. And I thought I would write down um, my thoughts on how the dynamics would work. So you'd have, as Borty, I would definitely have Seth Rogen. I know, I know, like, but I wouldn't have him as the typical <laughs> kind of character. He would be the leader. He'd be like, dude, we need to go, man. You know, he'd be that kind of character. <laughs> Gassy would be Michael Cera because he would be shy, timid. Uh, no, 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 guys. We need, to, we, need, we need, we can't do that. You know. Uh, then you'd yeah. have Turtle as Jonah Hill because he swears a lot. That makes sense. <laughs> and then Breezy would absolutely one hundred percent be Christopher Mintz Plass glasses. I thought <laughs> this needs to happen, but I mean, I know everybody's getting on. But if they could make the in betweeners guys look like teenagers, I'm sure Hollywood <laughs> could make these guys look like gnomes. That's what I would like to see. Netflix, if you're listening, uh, get in touch with these guys down here. Uh, if if Netflix does contact us after this, I'm sure we'll be in touch with you for more casting advice. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Probably not. Who's going to play Josie? <laughs> I'd, I'd always, um, 
I'd always pictured it if that like it had ever happened um, as an animated show for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think voice doesn't mean we uh, can't get them to play them anyway. No, of course. <laughs> oh, but then you could yeah, everybody in modcap suits. Yeah, <laughs> that would that would just like that opens up a whole new world because like voice actors to me are on the same par. Like my Joker is Mark Hamill. Like you know, uh, like because I think voice acting is is just oh, I love it. So I think that opens up a whole new. Thanks for that, guys. You've just made, made a new conundrum. I'm going to be thinking about this for a couple of days now. But which voice actors? <laughs> Uh, well, if you um, if you appreciate voice actors, we're currently uh, we decided it'd be quite fun um, to make an audio book of this. Um, yeah, oh, <laughs> we had a lot of feedback, um, but because we're still sort of waiting to find a, a audio book sort of narrator who fits us and things, and we, a uh, studio and all yeah, that. Yeah, we came up with the idea to do a director's cut. Um, <laughs> sorry to disappoint. I saw you pointing at yourself for a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, where we would read out the book. Um, so that should be, well, obviously that's uh, not going to be quite the quality of Mark Hamill's Joker. <laughs> um, but we're going to try our best. Yeah, at the moment, it's sort of Anthony sat in the wardrobe um, <laughs> with a headset on. I'll tell you and, what. Uh, I'll tell you shutting what. Shutting the cats out. <laughs> if we can, when you come on, what's the difference for me and Tom? If we can react, reenact a couple of scenes from the book, I would. that would make my day. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, cool. Yes. <laughs> um I did I have been dabbling uh, the last couple of years with, with a bit of voice acting things like that. I haven't uh, I, nothing of uh, I mean a lot of podcasters will be like hey man we need an English guy. Uh, and I'm like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the such and such podcast and you're listening to blah 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 blah." And they're like, "Thanks man." You know, <laughs> things like that. Um Yeah. But I would, I would love, love to play with this. But you guys are fantastic. I love what you do. You brought joy to a guy that was on his chin straps. Like my, 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 my team will tell you. Um, I had a hard weekend, a really hard weekend, where I had to just like distance myself away from everything because the world just turned into a really nasty, horrible place for a short, short second there. Um, so this book absolutely brought me out of that. So thank you. I really do mean it. You know. You're very welcome. That's very kind. Mm. I know it's glad we could do that for you. Oh, I know. I know it's hard to take compliments. I, I, I'm the same. Genuinely, people be like, Max was next to me. He saw it like the other day. Some guy tapped me on the shoulder. Well, he didn't. He was like, oh, he didn't touch me because I'd have been like, whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Two he was like, away, touching. Yeah, he was like, yo, uh, you're the biscuit guy, and I was like, yeah. He goes, I love what you do. You do a good job, and I was just like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, you did well. You did well. <laughs> you know. uh, what's next? Uh, so you're saying that you do have a sequel lined up, Michael. Uh, do you have an actual timescale for this, or is it just like a, a mere like a, a, you know, a idea in your head at the moment? Um, I've put a timescale in for myself, uh, but that all really depends on all sorts of different things, so I won't say what that timescale is. Um, I'm expecting it to take a little longer anyway, because I wanted to make it a little longer as far as the book goes. Um, I think the book that we've just wrote now is, it's a good length. It's like the perfect length for the little story that it's telling, but the next story we're telling is a bit longer. So that's just how it's going to be. But then we've got a few other things on the way. I don't know if we want to talk about those maybe. Um, <laughs> we'll be back when we uh when we have yeah. those i think is probably the yeah, best maybe, way to go about that yeah. we are looking into a physical copy of the book and obviously yeah. doing that the audiobook and the director's cut of the audiobook so yeah. we've got a few bits to do with this yet yeah i'll, yeah, be, yeah. I'll be buying that physical book i love it i love <laughs> but, it it's great i um, as, a, as a company as well we we've got like all sorts of other things not just game of gnomes we've got all sorts of other projects we want to do um mm. But it's just whether when those come out, we don't know. Yeah, because you guys are local, aren't you? You're in Shropshire, right? Yeah, we're yeah. All from Shrewsbury. Yeah. <laughs> it, that creativity it runs through our veins. Well, I say our veins. I'm not. Even, I'm not a Slopian naturally, but you know, it's in, it's in the water. It's got to be. Yeah, um, it's the nature yeah. of being here. <laughs> uh, absolutely. I wish you guys the absolute best, Max. Before we before I start rounding things down, have you got anything to ask? Yeah. Um, I guess, like, where did you guys start with funding? Is it all self-funded? You, like, didn't have to apply for anything? It's literally 
Unfortunately, yes, it is all self-funded. Uh, <laughs> luckily, it didn't cost too much overall since we kind of, I think the biggest cost for us would have been uh, the cover. Okay. Because um, we outsourced that. Uh, but the rest of it, we've kind of done ourselves. You know, the, even the logo for the company, we mostly designed. And then we worked with a really local cool. guy just to refine it, a guy called Matthew Mills. Okay. Uh, he does a lot of local work in Shrewsbury. Um, but yeah, for the most part, we've kind of done as much as we can ourselves. That's amazing. Um, did you guys feel like you had to make any compromises, if yes. any? Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, um, when when you're coming up with something like this, there's always that uh, <laughs> that potential to run with your head in the clouds mm. say, and be like, oh, we could do this and we could do this and we could do this. And it's That's like, well, uh, how I spend most of my days. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, and it's like, what can we actually do right now and, and get yeah, this book yeah. out? So, I'm, so cool. I'm painfully uncompromising, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we had to compromise with Michael's uncompromising. <laughs> yeah. like no, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, you say you say it took six weeks or five weeks even to write, um, but like, how many hours in the day were you guys spending focusing just on writing? Obviously, it was only yourself, Michael. Um, I was mostly doing the writing, and then. And then we had a few read-throughs, and I sent over a few edits and for early feedback. Probably, uh-huh. probably I think every what was it? Every four or five thousand words, I'd send over a version, mm-hmm. be like, "How's this now?" Um, oh. And then we'd send it back, and you'd have to write another six thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was good. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't you know ten twelve day hours. It was mm. it was it was only maybe four or five hours of actual writing a oh, day. Cool. So it didn't feel like work as such. No, it, it sort of just fell out. Um, <laughs> fell out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That phrasing, Michael. Great way of describing Good how Lord. it comes to life. <laughs> <laughs> that, Advice for upcoming authors, just let it yeah. fall out. Yeah, yeah. just, just open up your head and just let it fall on the keyboard. Oh, my God. Excellent. <sighs> I had to restrain myself then. It's the wrong kind of show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, listeners, right, listen to me right now. Get in, get in, right, turn that volume up. Okay, what you need to do is go onto Amazon right now or Kindle, whatever you want to do, and type in Game of Gnomes, the Necronomicon. Okay, and download this book. It's two ninety nine. It will it will make you laugh. It will make you laugh. Don't let the kids read it, obviously, um, unless they're bigger kids and they understand swear words. You will enjoy this book, and uh, it's created by a team from Shrewsbury. I I I could see this as a TV show. I really could, honestly. I, I could see it. I, I was, hmm, yeah. I, it, I'm, I'm struggling to explain this book. Uh, what I okay? This is the angle I'm going to take. Okay, I love Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is fantastic. Okay, because what they do is they tell an amazing story in a short space of time. Like they they'll take a 25 minute slot and they'll go from A to B and it will zigzag all over the place and they'll get out what they want to say in a short space of time. That is talent. If you can do that, if you can tell a really good story, in you know in in one case on Rick and Morty they told a million different stories in about two minutes. Um, the the Morty's mind blowers, right? Those of cool yeah. stories. And to explain the 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 market hall the market scene. Where, where one of the gnomes is running through the town, A to B, like I just said, it tells one of the most amazing st- tales. Uh, and it's just, it, in a few words, so many amazing things happen. And in fact, this book is only 170 pages long. It's not a big book at all, but it takes uh, as an amazing journey that George R. R. Martin would take about five books to tell. So I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of the books would just be them travelling in a cart. Exactly. Uh, so go and take this book. It's really easy, really fun, and you'll enjoy it. Where can people... I think... Sorry. Um, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. No. Because you, you mentioned Rick and Morty. I, I would say um, one of the biggest, I say, inspirations, which is something you wouldn't expect, would be Futurama. Ah, okay. It's a little ensemble cast. It's every character's memorable, but they're not. They don't stand out so much. They all come together to make a story, and it's all filled with lots of little laughs. But also underneath it all, there's some some really nice messages in there, and sometimes some really like moving moments. And that's something that I think we wanted to try and do. I just have lots of little laughs and occasionally 
have that message in there underneath as well. I think you can easily fit, hey, baby, you want to destroy all humans in there somewhere, and it would work. <laughs> <laughs> anybody, anybody, if anybody's watched Future Army, you'll know what that means. Um, <laughs> where can people... That would f- definitely be a turd at line. <laughs> <laughs> want to destroy all humans. I love that. Uh, we used to do, I used to do a Future Armor podcast. I used to, we used to talk through all the episodes. It was fun. Um, yes. Where can people find you? Uh, us, we are on all the usual social medias you'd expect to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that jazz. Uh, we're under a Critical Tales or Critical Tales Official because um, we wanted to sound as official as possible. Uh, and the book itself, obviously, you sort of mentioned is on Amazon, but we've got it on our own website, um, Google Play, Kobo, and yeah, so you can find it anywhere there. Fantastic. Uh, you guys are amazing and I'd love to when, once it's all over meeting up and have a glass of cider with you guys because I think you're amazing um, Max uh, anything to add quickly we are going to end I can't think of anything no no I'm good no? I, I yeah, hope fun. you enjoyed it no we did if you do read this book uh, give these guys a review let us, let, let us know as well that you've, uh, that you've enjoyed it um, on our say so of course like, I just want to know I want to know if we've had any impact as, as a show um, but you know what um, this has been fantastic um, make sure you check out our website guys we, all our audio is on our website we are at www.theshrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk uh, we are going to be really pushing our uh, content over the next two weeks or so um, I have a, a, a I'm, I'm scaring the heck out of the uh, the biscuiteers because I want to record something on every single day of the week uh, I've literally listed every single day and two time slots for each day so there is plenty of opportunity for local businesses charities or events to get in touch come on the biscuit and tell people what you want to do we're here to help the town through recovery and there's an opportunity there so yes we're going to oversaturate our, our content but there's going to be an opportunity there at the same time for everybody to talk about what they do um that's that's the goal over the next two weeks so there's going to be a lot of biscuit to get through so um keep an eye on our social media for for more information Guys, you've been fantastic guests. Max, you've been a great uh, co-host. Thank you very much to all of you guys. Um, And we will catch you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.